Amen. Well, hadn't God been good to us? I bless his name this morning. And uh, I appreciate you being here. Uh, and uh, I, I want you to know that as your pastor, uh, that uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for your giving. I'm thankful for your participation. And uh, I'm thankful uh, this morning that, uh, for what God's doing. I, uh, I talked to, uh, there's, there's, and I, <laughs> I don't want to say this in a way of, of uh, dampering the, the spirit or uh, uh, the atmosphere this morning. Uh, but I'll go ahead and say it. There are some that started with us, and they're not with us anymore. Uh, and there's some reasons in those kinds of things. John said they went out from us because they were not of us. And uh, you see somebody try Jesus for a little while. I'm going to make a statement to you this morning. I hope it will help you. You see somebody that will try Jesus for a little while and change their mind. All they did was try him. They didn't trust him. If they had trusted Jesus, John said they went out from us because they were not of us. Now, I understand people change churches, but people don't change religions. People don't quit on Jesus unless they're, and, 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 and I know people backslide. I understand that, but God will get them back. He has ways of getting folks back. You don't just try Jesus and walk off and leave unless you never got what Jesus had to offer you. Because he'll chastise you as one of his own. Because you are one of his own. And uh, then I'll say there's some that they, they're not going to get to see what, what God's got in the future. I'm in year nine here. Uh, year eight's a number of new beginnings. If you study Bible numerology and you ought to, you ought to pay attention to it. Somebody said there ain't nothing to that. Uh, you're, you're wrong. Uh, God is a God of numbers throughout the whole Bible. There's a lot to that. And Bible numerology, uh, eight is always a number of new beginnings. And uh, God started doing some new things around here in about year number eight. God's not in a hurry. That's why I worry. There's a lot of folks put a lot of stock in this two and three year stuff. Well, this church uh, exploded in year three. And now they have 700 or 1,000 or 1,200 or whatever. Uh, man can do a lot of stuff, but God never gets in a hurry. I want you to understand anything God builds that's right, it's, he's going to lay a foundation. And he don't get in a hurry. He does not get in a hurry. Uh, now, man can do some things, uh, but they'll be of man. And, uh, but you, you try to lay the right foundation, which is Jesus Christ, and there'll be a lot of folks that'll change their mind. So you can have worldly church, you can have carnal church, uh, and people like that. The world's looking for something to pacify their carnality. And you find church where there's no preaching against sin. You find a church where there's no preaching on righteousness and holiness. And, and uh, you find a church along that nature. Uh, and people will enjoy that. People want that. Uh, people are looking for that. But you find a church where it's going to cost you something. Uh, you may have to leave some sin behind if, you, if, you, if you're going to go with God. And that's what a real church is. You, you find a real church. Uh, uh, and there's always preaching against sin. Uh, you say, preacher, I thought it was to preach Jesus. We are to preach Jesus. He's the volume. He said, behold, I come in the volume. The book is written of me. He is the book. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But with that being said, we're going to preach Jesus. We're going to have to preach sin. Because Jesus preached sin. And Jesus preached against sin. And, uh, and uh, I thank God for what he's building. I thank God for what he's doing. 
And everybody that started with us may not enter into that new era. Uh, and we're heading into a new era around here. Uh, and everybody that started with us may not enter into there. Uh, but I believe God will fill it up. I do. I talked to a preacher friend of mine the other day. And he said we were running 100 when we built our brand new sanctuary. And he said, or 100 and, uh, uh, yeah, 150. He said when we built our brand new sanctuary. And he said the Sunday before we used to go in there, he said, uh, he said uh, or the Sunday we went in there, he said we was running 100. He said we lost 50 people over the building, uh, time of the building program. And this man runs 300 people now. He said God knows what he's doing. God was making room. And I want to say we don't want to lose nobody. Uh, but uh, I will say this, God's always making room. Yeah, right. and, uh, and throughout the years I've watched God take people that wasn't really interested in serving God and replace them with folks that were interested in serving yeah, yeah. God. And I'll tell you this much this morning, God never trades down. God never trades down. God always trades up. Uh, somebody, somebody, uh, and as you, you've watched this thing, you say, preacher, we've moved into the fellowship hall. We run less people in the fellowship hall than we did when we was in the sanctuary before. It's going to be half, half empty. And, uh, I promise you this morning, God's making room. God's going to fill that thing up over there uh, with glory and power and my, and, and, and I hate to say it like this, but some folks get left behind. But I thank God some folks get on board and get with what God's doing. And I believe there's bright days ahead this morning for our church. Aren't you glad for what God's doing around here? Amen. Matthew chapter 27. I want to read two verses to you out of that chapter. And then I want you to go with me to Luke chapter 23. I've been holding this water bottle for about 10 minutes. I'm going to take a drink now. And uh, then I'm going to preach to you this morning. Matthew 27 and Luke 23. Let's stand all over the building as we read the Word of God this morning. Matthew chapter 27 and verse number 22. And uh, I want you to pray that God will help me uh, to preach this the way He's put it in my heart. Matthew 27 verse 22. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. Now look the page over, verse number 44. Uh, let's back up to uh, verse 41. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe him. And isn't that the cry of many in our world today? Well, let him show me something and I'll believe him. He's not a God of signs and wonders right now working with the Gentiles. If you're going to walk with him, if you're going to trust him, you're going to do it by faith. Uh, we shall, the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And if you're going to get saved, it'll be by faith. He said, uh, verse 43, trusting in God, let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Now notice verse 44, the thieves, plural, uh, the thieves, you see the S on the end of uh, thieves here, it makes it plural, meaning both thieves. We know that one got saved, but in this text, both thieves are uh, accusing him and railing on him. Verse 44, the thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. Now, I ask you to go with me to the book of Luke, chapter 23, and notice verse 27 this morning. Luke 23 and verse 30, or verse 27. 
uh, verse 20, or chapter 23 and verse 27. And there followed him a great company of people and of women which also bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus turning unto them said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in the which they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bear and the paps which never gave suck. Then shall they begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills cover us. For if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in the dry? There were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding and the rulers also with them derided him saying he saved others. Let him save himself if it be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself or thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt, or today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this morning asking you, God, to help us. I pray, God, for wisdom. I pray, God, for liberty. I pray, God, for power. I pray, God, for unction to preach the word of God. Lord, may you help the people here today. God, if there's one lost on their way to hell, I pray, God, that today would be the day they'd be saved. I pray, God, that today would be the hour, God, that they would come to you and trust you as their Savior. Lord God, meet with us. Lord God, bless, help, breathe. Uh, God, I pray. Lord, we need you. God, we need your convicting power. God, remind those of us that are saved exactly what you did on the cross of Calvary on our behalf this morning. Lord, give us, uh, Lord, give us liberty to preach Christ and him crucified this morning. God, grant the power that we need. Lord, we'll love you and we'll thank you. Convict hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Uh, I want to go back for a moment to the book of Matthew and the 27th chapter and remind you of where we were last Sunday morning. If you remember, uh, I preached on the question that Pilate asked what will you then, or what shall you uh, that I do? What will you that I do with Christ, uh, with Jesus, which is called Christ? Let me, let me find verse number 22. I'll read it to you correctly. What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? Is the question that Pilate asked in Matthew chapter 27. And in essence, he was saying, what am I gonna do with Jesus? It was a question that all of these under the sound of his voice heard. 
It's a question that, uh, that, that was a public question. Meaning when Pilate said it, it was not just him that, that heard the question and it was not just him that answered the question. But every man decided for himself what they believed ought to be done with Jesus. There was lost people there in that midst and they decided that, that we will reject Jesus as they cried, crucifying, crucifying, crucifying. And you remember last week I preached on uh, that there's only two options. There's only two answers to that question. Uh, that question that was a public question for all the people there involved. Uh, what shall I then do with Jesus which is called Christ? And you can answer it one of two ways. And one way is that you go on living your life lost and you reject Jesus. Or the other answer is that you receive him as Savior. Uh, there were several in that text in Matthew 27 that rejected Jesus and all of them on different terms. Uh, some of them claimed their own innocency. Uh, some of them claimed ignorance. Some of them, uh, some of them had different reasons, but all the reasons led to the same uh, ending and it was this, that we choose to not receive him. We choose to reject Jesus as Lord and as our Savior. I want to say to you this morning that every Every one of those in the text that made the decision to reject Jesus this day are in hell uh, and they are there for eternity. You say, preacher, you mean really, you really believe in hell? I believe in hell. I believe in heaven because it's in the word of God. As a matter of fact, the Lord Jesus preached hell many more times than he dealt with heaven. Uh, the Lord wanted man to know God's not willing that any should perish. God's not willing that man should go to hell. But if man rejects the Lord Jesus, there's only two eternal worlds. One is heaven and one is hell. And man is an eternal being. He's got an eternal spirit, an eternal soul. And if he is not saved by the grace of God, he cannot enter into God's eternity in heaven. And there's only one other eternal world to go to. And it is hell. And hear what I'm saying. These that chose on this day to reject Jesus paid the consequence of living a life and dying in sin and today they're in hell. And I preached that last week on what are you gonna do with Jesus and I wanna preach it again this morning what will you do with Jesus? We looked last week at those that rejected Jesus but I'd like to look this morning at, at, at one that received Jesus and no doubt there's many in the text that did but I, but I wanna look this morning at one man in particular that when he was confronted with that public question and when he was confronted with that personal question, not only was it public to all those that were there, but it was personal. It was a private question and every man had to answer in and of themselves. And when he was confronted with that question, somewhere along the line, he made the decision that I think instead of rejecting this man, I'm gonna receive this man. Now I want you to notice that in Matthew 27 and verse number 44, uh, the word of God said plural that the thieves, uh, the thieves uh, accused Jesus. The thieves, uh, 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 let, let's read it, Matthew uh, 27, verse number 44. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Both of these men in Matthew's account of the gospel, both of these thieves are attacking the Lord Jesus. Both of them have set their sights on Jesus. They are mocking him. They are ridiculing him. And they are entering into what everybody else in the crowd is doing. 
But when I get to the book of Luke, I find that one of these thieves has changed his mind. One of these thieves at Calvary has decided, you know what? I don't know why in the world I'm talking about this man like I am. And instead of rejecting him, he decides I'm going to receive him as my Savior. He starts off mocking Jesus. And somewhere along the line, his mind is changed. And he said, this day, I'm going to receive Jesus as my Savior. I I want to preach this morning on this thought. What was it that caused this thief to change his mind? I'd like to say if we can find that this morning, it may be that there's somebody in here you'd change your mind about what you think about Jesus. You say, preacher, you think somebody in here is lost this morning? I believe this morning in a crowd this size, no doubt there's somebody here that's lost on their way to hell and you've got a mindset about what you think about Jesus. You've got a made up mind about what you think about church. You've got your mind made up about what you think about the Bible and eternity and preaching and if God will help me this morning I'd like for you to see Jesus in such a way that your mind is changed I want to say thank God one day he changed my mind thank God one day he changed your mind if you've been saved I'm glad thank God there's some things about him if you just pay attention to you'll realize there is nobody like the Lord Jesus Here these two malefactors were, one on the left, one on the right. They were with Jesus as they crucified Jesus. They were with Jesus uh, during all these events of this day. Uh, I believe that that question kept echoing in the mind of that thief on the right side of Jesus as he remembered Pilate saying, what shall I then do with Jesus which is called Christ? And I believe that question uh, uh, lingered in his mind uh, and the Holy Spirit of God said, son, what are you going to do with Jesus? And as he surveyed everything around him as he looked around at all the goings on of Calvary and the Holy Spirit of God was working in his heart and he said you know I don't think I'll reject him this day I don't think I'll walk away from a man like this today I believe I'm going to cry out to him and be born again and exactly that's exactly what happened in this man's life I don't know what you used to think about Jesus, but I'm glad whatever it was, there was a day that your mind changed. There was a day that your heart was changed. I want to say thank God this morning. What will you do with Jesus? Will you reject him or will you receive him? Let's, let's notice what took place in this text this morning. And, 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 and boy, if, if you're saved this morning, I'd like, I'd like for you to remember. I'd like for you to look. I'd like for you to see with the taking place of Calvary and what all took place on the cross. Number one, let me, let me let you notice this this morning. This man's mind was changed about Christ as he listened to the sounds of Calvary. There's a lot of things going on on this day. There was a lot of sounds. There was a lot of sayings. Uh, there was a lot of words being spoken, a lot of cries being made. Uh, there was a lot of commotion uh, uh, at the feet of Calvary, or the foot of Calvary. And a lot of things were taking place that this man on his dying day, this thief is headed to Calvary just like Jesus is. Jesus died between two thieves and one on the left, one on the right. And uh, these men are hearing what Jesus is hearing. They're 
hearing what's going on at the cross of Calvary. And you better believe, I, I, I want you to go there this morning with me in your mind's eye. I want you to take yourself back to Jerusalem when Rome ruled the world. And, and, and when the Roman government, you can see them there with their, with their sandals and their robes and, and you can see them with their spears and their shields and their swords and these mighty men of, Ro, of Rome that were ruling the world as the Jews cried out, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. You can see as they bring him into Pilate's hall and the thieves are there in the presence of Jesus and as, uh, as they accused Jesus said this man said he's the son of God and this man said that he's the king of the Jews and this man uh, said that he's called the son and this man said that if you if you destroy this tabernacle he'll raise it again in three days and I want to say thank God for the day I realized that everything he said is true and he did exactly what he said he was going to do here we are this morning in Jerusalem here we are this morning at the place of Golgotha the place of the skull here we are this morning as the Roman centurions and soldiers lead our savior through this kangaroo court of false accusations and some accusations that are nowhere near false they don't believe them but they're accusing him of being who he is I want to say to you this morning even lost mankind will get it right every now and then about Jesus here as they make a mock of him here as they blaspheme him here as they ridicule Jesus these thieves are here and they hear the going on they hear the sounds they hear what's taking place and I want to say to you they hear the sounds he's listening to the sounds of the crowd first of all let me say in verse number 27 there followed him a great company of people and of women which also bewailed and lamented in this crowd of people there are more mourners and this man is on the right side of Jesus and he can hear the cries of those mourning, those weeping over the Lord Jesus. They are lamenting, they are mourning, they are crying out in great mourning, in great weeping over the Lord Jesus. I believe something in his mind as he realizes that this crowd is mourning Jesus and as he looks and there's nobody mourning him, there's nobody crying over him as he looks and sees the other thief on the left side and nobody's mourning him there was nobody there mourning Barabbas but here this day there's a crowd mourning Jesus there's some there and they do not want Jesus to die they believed his reports they followed him to the cross they are mourning him they are weeping over him and I believe this man is listening and saying there's some folks here that love him there's some, nobody Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. I'm just a common criminal and thief. But this man has a great following of mourners. I believe he hears as that crowd mourns Jesus he hears as that crowd weeps over Jesus he hears as that crowd mourns and says oh our Messiah our Savior our Redeemer and they weep over Jesus and I want to say to you this morning I believe it's still the crowd that loves him still the crowd that's looking for him that makes the lost mankind say there's something about that man Jesus there's something about him this morning that is unlike any other. 
Oh, I'm glad, thank God, this morning there's still a crowd that's preaching the cross. There's still a crowd that's rejoicing in the cross. There's still a crowd that's at the feet of Jesus, weeping over His death, but rejoicing over His resurrection, His resurrected body. Here they are. He hears the crowd of mourners. And then he hears the crowd of mockers. He hears the crowd of mockers as they ridicule. He hears what they say. One man cries out and said, uh, the people stood and, they der- and the rulers also, they derided him saying, and one man cries out, he saved others. Let him save himself if it be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Here one crowd is, they're mourning Jesus, they're weeping over Jesus, and he's listening to their weeps, he's listening to their cries, he's listening to this crowd. And then here the other crowd is, they're mocking Jesus, and he's saying stuff like, they're saying stuff like he saved others, let him save himself also. He said that he is the king of the Jews, and there they nailed that superscription above his head in Greek and Latin and Hebrew that said this is the king of the Jews and I can see this man on the cross as he's listening and he's saying all these people and they're saying stuff like he saved others let him save himself also and I can hear him in his mind as he's saying I wonder if any of that's true I wonder if this man really does save others I wonder where they get their information from I wonder what it is about this man that makes them despise him so I wonder what it is I wonder if there's any truth to their accusations that he is the king of the Jews. You see, it's a crowd of mourners that he's listening to, but it's a crowd of mockers that he's listening to. If I could say anything this morning to a lost person under the sound of my voice, why don't you listen to the crowd of mourners? Listen to the cry of the church throughout the ages that he is who he says he is, that he is the Son of God, and he is God the Son, and he really did make a difference in my life. Listen to the testimonies of the saints that said I was demon-possessed on my way to hell, but Jesus come by and saved me. I was lost and undone, but Jesus made a difference. Why don't you listen to the crowd at Calvary this morning that's mourning him? But what about that crowd that's mocking him? I want to say there's much to learn from them this morning. Why don't you listen to the crowd that's mocking Jesus? You say, preacher, what in the world could you learn from somebody making fun and mocking him? I want to say, I wonder why it wasn't another man they were mocking. I wonder why that crowd despised and rejected and hated him so. Can I say this to you this morning? There's never been somebody so controversial than Jesus. There's never been someone so divisive than him. Oh, listen to what I'm saying. There is a reason they hated that man. I heard somebody some time back, I don't remember who it was, but they said uh, to another preacher, they said, uh, uh, they said, you know, there's many at Calvary, uh, there's, uh, there's many that were crucified on a Roman cross. There's many, there's many that died in Jerusalem and in Rome on a Roman cross. There's many that were crucified and nailed to that cross. What makes this Jesus so different from all the rest? 
And the response from the preacher that the question was asked to, he said, if there was many, and no doubt they are. And he said, I know history tells, history proves Jesus is not the only one that died on the cross. He said, but if there were so many and there were, he said, name one other. Give me one other name of one other man that died on the cross of Calvary. They said, well, I can't give you another name. The preacher's response was 2,000 years ago Jesus died on that Roman cross and there was many before him that died and there was many after him that died. There's been many before and many since but you can't name any more than the Lord Jesus. I'm telling you this morning that crowd that mocked him uh, this thief listened that he heard the mocking and the mourning. I want to say why don't you listen this morning? Why don't you listen? Why is it that the atheists hate him so? They don't hate Allah. They don't hate Muhammad. They don't hate Buddha, uh, they don't hate the other false religions of this world uh, the, listen, the, the, the yoga world, all of them's in tune with their inner self uh, all of them's in tune uh, with, uh, with, uh, with gods of this world uh, all of them's in tune uh, with, the, uh, with uh, uh, the, 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 the peace of mind and all the false gods uh, the Buddhists and the Hindus uh, and all of these uh, the world accepts but there's one they reject him. They always have. They want nothing to do with him. Don't you pray in the name of Jesus. Don't you talk about Jesus. Don't you let him into the school. Don't you let him into your prayer. You can talk to God, but you better leave Jesus out of it. The only problem with that is Jesus is the only way to God. And if you're going to get to God, you must go through the Lord Jesus. And thank God this morning, there's something about that man. Why don't you hear the crowd at Calvary? Why don't you listen? Think about it. Think about all those throughout the ages that have worshipped his name. I mean for 2,000 years, Brother Chris, they have met and they've gathered in, in buildings. They've gathered in homes. They've gathered in fields. They've gathered in jail cells. They've gathered across this country and across this world to lift up his name and to magnify him. There's nobody had more special attention than Jesus. There's nobody have been more books written about than Jesus. There's nobody, there's nobody had more messages preached about them than Jesus. Listen to the crowd of his mourners. Listen to the crowd of his mockers. Why is that the man that they hate? Why is that the man? That's another reason I'm sticking with my King James Bible because that's the one the world hates. I said that's the one the world hates. You find something the world hates and you can probably mark her down. It came from God because they hate everything that came from God. They don't hate Muhammad. World leaders don't hate Muhammad. World lead, I don't care if they're American. I don't care if they're African. I don't care who they are. World leaders don't hate Muhammad. They're all right with that. But honey, they hate born again Christians. They hate Baptists. They hate Christians that claim the blood of the Lord Jesus. Why is it? Why don't you listen to the cry of Calvary? He listened. He heard. He heard. The crowd mourning and mocking. Then not only was it the crowd he was listening to, are y'all still with me this morning? But this man began to listen to Christ. And this crowd comes behind him mourning and Jesus begins to preach to them. He starts quoting the Bible out of the book of Hosea. 
Jesus begins to preach to the crowd and said, don't weep over me. Weep over yourselves and over your children. Y'all cried out the blood. Let his blood be on our hands and on the hands of our children. And he said, weep over yourselves. Weep over your children because there's a day coming when they're going to say, we wish we didn't have children. Blessed are they without children. And there's a day coming when they're going to pray that the rocks and the hills would fall on them and bury them alive. Jesus begins quoting the Bible and preaching and I can see him there as he's listening and this man don't sound like all the other religious leaders he's heard this man speaks with authority. This man speaks and he has, he has to listen. This man speaks like no other. Ain't that what they said about him? Never a man spake like this man. Isn't that what they said? We don't like what he's got to say. We don't like. He said, I'm the only one. I'm the only way. He's too, he's too exclusive. He, he excludes the other ways. He said, I'm the only way. I want to say he was right in his saying. But I think there's many ways. That's why you don't like Jesus, because you think there's more than one way. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's why the world don't like him. If Jesus would have said, I am a way, they'd have said, all right, he's a way, but we've got our own way. But Jesus never said, I am a way. He said, I am the way. And the problem the world has with Jesus is that he is the way. Help me right there. He heard Christ. Then as they took him to Calvary, and they've scourged him, and they've taken that cat. Listen to this. They've taken that cat of nine tails, and the, and, the, and, the, and the Jewish custom was that 39 stripes across the back. And that was all that they could give of that cat of nine tails. And Paul talks about being scourged uh, 40 times, saved one. That's 39 times. That was Jewish custom. That they scourged him with that cat of nine tails and that whip, or they whip him. But, but Jesus was not under Jewish authority today. He was under Roman authority. And Rome didn't care about the Jewish law. And they whipped Jesus. They scourged Jesus. They, and, and I was reading this morning about that crown that they placed on his head, that crown of thorns. And, 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 and listen, I'm not talking about a briar patch. I'm talking about thorns that they had to hammer, they had to nail in his head. And, and, and they were crowning him, accusing him because he said, I'm the king of the Jews and, and, they, and, they, and they were accusing him uh, and they put that crown on him but what they didn't know you remember over in the book and I don't want to get I don't want to chase this rabbit too far but you remember over in the book of Genesis when, uh, when man sinned in the garden and thorns and thistles became a part of the curse on the ground and Jesus there at Calvary you do know he was paying the price for our, our curse and there they crowned him with that mockery crown of thorns and they scourged him and they beat him and they plucked his beard and they spit on him and they and they and they whipped him with that cat of nine tails and and when they would do that it would pull out the uh, the, 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 the the blood and the meat and the vessels across the back and, and it would get down into the organs of his body. You say, Preacher, that sure is gross and vulgar. I want to say to you, you need to see what they did to my Savior as they nailed that thorn and it went into the nerves of his brain and his mind as his body began to shut down on Calvary's cross and here this man Jesus was marked and marred unlike any other man had ever been and as he took all of this for man's sin this man on the right side of Calvary heard as Jesus cried out Father forgive them they know not what they do 
A man in his shape should have said, God, kill them all. A man in his shape should have said, I didn't deserve this. And yet he never opened his mouth to say that he was innocent, even though he was. A man in his shape should have hated his accusers. He should have hated those that whipped him and beat him. And still Jesus cried out, Father, forgive them. I can see this man as he looks up. And said, did he say what I think he said? This man's been beaten. This man's been marred. This man's been marked. This man has become a martyr for the gospel. This man, this man has taken more than any man could. And now he's saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I want to say as he listens to the sounds of Calvary, as he listens to the sayings of Calvary, and Jesus Christ cries out, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He knows there is something in that. Because nobody else is saying nothing like that. He's never been around nobody like that. He's never heard nobody like that. Everybody he's been around gets even. Everybody he's around gets vengeance. Everybody he's around gets justice. Everybody he's around. Everybody he's around does what they want. Everybody he's around lives to please self. And here this man is, Jesus on the cross crying out, God forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. And he said there's forgiveness in him. If he said forgive them, I wonder if he means me too. I don't know this morning where you've been. I don't know what you've done. Listen, you ought to be stirred this morning though in the fact I'm preaching on Jesus. I'm preaching on the cross. I'm preaching on the suffering and the shame and the agony of our Savior. And I don't know where you've come from and I don't know what you've done. And I don't know what your past is. But there is forgiveness at the cross. You say, preacher, why would a sinner want to get near Jesus? Because he offers what no other offers. The false gods of this religion say, give me your sons that they might die for me. But our Savior says, I'll give you my son that he might die for you. He listened to the sounds, sounds of the crowd, the sounds of Christ. Then he looked at his surroundings. Look in verse 39. One of the malefactors which were hanging railed on him saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing, seeing? You see that with me? Thou art in the same condemnation. Verse 39 again. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. Here this man is hanging on the right side of Jesus. He's been listening to what's going on at Calvary. And then according to Scripture, he looks, he sees. And I believe this morning he took a look at that fellow on the left side of Jesus. And he began to look at the sinner. And said, is this what I want? Is this how I want to die? I'll tell you something this morning. You ought to take a good look at sin and sinners. 
If you're here this morning lost and you're trying to figure out if there's anything to this Jesus thing, won't you stop for a minute and look at sinners. Look at how they live their life. Look at, look at what they say. Look at how they live. Look at where they go. Look at what they do. And, and, and I believe they on that cross, as this man, as this man begins to not just listen to what's going on, but as he begins to look and he sees the anger, he sees the hatred, he sees the accusations, he sees the false and the depravity of mankind looks at the sinner then he takes a good look at himself he said we indeed justly we, 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 we're, we're sinners we, we, we're receiving what we're owed we're, we're receiving what's due to us we're receiving what, what ought to be we're receiving what, what, what's coming to us we are thieves we're getting what we deserve and he looked at Jesus he said, but this man hath done nothing amiss. If I could tell you this morning why this man changed his mind about Jesus, it's because of what he was listening to and because of what he was looking at. He's listening, and he begins to look and say, now he, the man in the middle, is different than me, and he's different than the man on the other side, and he's different than all of them. There's nobody like that man because I'm looking. I'm not like him, he said. He's not like him. I don't know that I want to die like that man over there. This man has died in the middle saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Who's he talking to? Who's he mean by Father? Is he talking to God? You reckon he really is God's son? You, you reckon he really is talking to God? You reckon God really hears him? I, I'm, he's thinking in his mind, no doubt. You reckon God really hears him? You reckon he's got access to God? I, I know that I'm going to have to stand before God. You reckon this man has access to God? He looks at himself, he looks at the sinner, and he looks at the Savior. And I'm going to tell you, that man's getting in a pretty good position to get saved. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And the reason why you got under conviction to get saved because you started listening. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And if you'll listen long enough, the Lord Jesus will show you Himself. And He'll show the Holy Spirit will show you your sin. And he'll show you sinners. He'll show you what sinner and the life of a sinner is. But then he'll take you to Calvary and show you the Savior. And there you'll see him dying in your stead that you might not go to hell, that you might be born again. This man listens to the sounds and looks at the surroundings. But I believe this morning, in closing, he begins to long for something different. He's lived his life an outcast, a reject, a thief. He's dying on the cross. He's not going to get off of that, and he knows. He didn't ask Jesus to get him off the cross. But he looks at Jesus and he says, there's got to be something different than this. I, I, I know. And he said, look, look what he said to Jesus. Jesus, or he said, Lord, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Brother Rusty preached one of the greatest messages I've heard on this text a few weeks ago. And, uh, and uh, he knew that he was a king. He knew he had a kingdom. He knew he was Lord. Yeah. Jesus said to him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour, and the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the mist. 
as he began to listen to the sounds, as he began to look into the surroundings, what's going on. He said, you know, I've been wrong. I've been wrong. You know why some people won't get saved? It's because they won't slow down to listen to what they're actually saying. They're repeating something somebody else said. Well, the church would burn down if I'd go down there. Why don't you listen to what you're saying? Jesus wouldn't have me. I'm too much of a sinner. Why don't you learn to listen to what you're saying? There can't be nothing to this. It's just a crutch for poor people and southern people to lean on. Ain't that what somebody said? Why don't you listen? Has, no, has more books been written about this man, Jesus, than any other man the world's ever seen? There's, there's more volumes been written. There's been more songs written about Jesus. There's been more testimonies, been more messages preached about Jesus. Tell me another man that died on the cross in Rome like Jesus. Give me his name. I'll tell you this morning, the world don't know them, but the world knows Jesus. Why is it? Why is it? Well, let's just talk here for a second. Why is it they're not upset? They wouldn't be upset. If somebody stood up and said, I'm, and listen, I don't mean this comical, but hear me. If somebody stood up to Alice and said, well, I'm going to start praying in the name of Alice, it wouldn't offend the lost world. Huh. If they prayed in the name of Muhammad, it don't offend them. Buddha, it don't offend them. That Chinese restaurant with that little fat pot-bellied Buddha that sits on the shelf, it don't offend nobody in the world. But honey, you hang a cross and a Christ and the Word of God on there and somebody be trying to get that taken down. How come that pot-bellied Buddha don't offend them? Huh? How come it don't offend them? How come it's Jesus? You better listen. You better listen. There's a reason they hate Him. There's a reason. It's because he's brought light into their darkness. He's brought light into a dark world. He stepped in, and men love, this is what the Bible said, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. They love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Here that other man on the left side is dying by Jesus just like the man on the right side. And that man on the left side is taking his last breaths and in his last breath he's still cursing and cussing and denying Jesus as Savior. What would make a man live the life he lived? and die on his deathbed cussing Jesus because he loved darkness rather than light but why and what would make a man on the right side say oh it's because he began to listen to what's going on he began to look and he listened to the Holy Spirit of God and the drawing and he realized this man came to bring light into the world when that question echoed in his mind what will you do with Jesus? He said, there's no way in the world I can reject this man. Do you remember tonight or this morning when you were face to face with that question and you said, how can I reject him another day? How can I reject him another hour? There's got to be something to this. 
That's why we preach Christ and Him crucified. Jesus. There's nobody in this world, boys, like Him. You can have all the money that this world has. And if you don't have Him, you'll die empty and void. You can have all the friends that this world can offer. But without Jesus, you've lost everything. You can travel this world. You can see the sights. You can see the seven wonders of the world. But if you don't see Calvary, if you miss Calvary, you've missed out on it all. You've missed out on it all. I I wish this morning, I wish I could convey to you like I want to. But we're talking about Jesus. I thank God for the day that I heard his voice. I seen his cross. And he said, come. He said, come. And I came to where he was because he came to where I was. What will you do? Jesus. You're going to answer that question. Are you going to walk out of here and reject him this morning? going to walk out here having received him if Jesus is not real how come he bothers you so how come he bothers your conscience and your spirit if Jesus is not real how come he bothers this world so I tell you why it's because he's real and they're going to deal with him one day let's stand this morning our heads are bowed our eyes are closed Probably ought to be several folks finding a place on the altar this morning to thank Him for saving them, for revealing Himself to them. Thank God for what I've heard, for what I've seen.